everybody. You are listening to Kyle's Communist Book Club. My name is Kyle, and we are recording this episode offline today. That means it's just you and me. Usually we've been doing these streams over on Twitch. We've been live streaming the recordings. That happens over at twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. It's a place we spend um, quite a few nights a week discussing communism, socialism, and ways to become more politically active in your community. And uh, we've actually started a program for people looking to get involved. Ours is called the Revelator Pioneer Program. It builds off the Soviet and Chinese model of the pioneers, young pioneers specifically. Uh, this one was created in a little bit of a turmoil moment. If you've listened to some of the past episodes, things in the United States have deteriorated to the point of everyone discussing civil war. It seems like an inevitable thing. I think if we use historical materialism and some data points around the world, we can kind of see revolution is coming in one way or another. Maybe revolution's the wrong word. Maybe I should just say flat out civil war, but it, it seems inevitable. The, um, Police brutality has, has hit an all-time high with them randomly firing into crowds uh, out in Denver. I believe that was in Denver. It was in Colorado. I, I should look that one up specifically. But I reposted that. Maybe I'll do it right now while we're talking. I, I reposted an article over on Instagram, if you're not following. That's Kyle Paranormal as well. Uh, yes, Denver police injure five bystanders while shooting man who allegedly pointed a gun at officers. So they just fired into a crowd, police wounding more people than any potential gunman in this case. I don't believe uh, they found a gun, but you know, that, that story I, I haven't followed to a T. The point is, it's just more and more and more and more of the same. Things have not changed, things have not gotten better. I'm hearing from a few female friends online that men are feeling extremely amplified by the overturning of Roe v. Wade, and um, there's a lot of sexual harassment upticking. One of my friends was followed in a parking lot uh, by a man out of a grocery store, it wasn't until she got in his face, and she's someone that doesn't open carry, so had a, had actually something to intimidate him in return. Uh, but the amount of men utilizing this momentum, this uh, extreme alt-right and, and fascist rise in this country, it's, it's really scary. It's why we built the Pioneer Program. Sorry to derail my own thoughts, but the Pioneer Program came about because me and this friend, we've been so concerned. We're, we're worried people on the left are unprepared. There's too much infighting online. Uh, leftist circles, I think, are more concerned with critiquing someone's theory that Stalin or Lenin or Mao had almost 100 years ago. And uh, I, I think they're calling it good. I had a couple run-ins the other day over on Instagram with this issue. I saw some people trying to twist the, the war in Ukraine to fit an agenda trying to say Russia was bringing in communism and all this w sort of utopian stuff that is far from what's happening. Uh, if you speak with people in Russia, you're not going to hear that utopian sort of view. But these were quote-unquote communists on Instagram busy fighting <laughs> with just someone across the world instead of doing anything productive. And to be fair, some of these detractors were not even communists. I kind of hounded a couple of them, and, and one goes, no, I'm actually a capitalist. Well, he you know, admitted he's not, not even a socialist. And I'm like, what are you doing then uh, on these pages? Like, you're just causing turmoil and, and strife. And, and that is the case, right? A lot of the people you'll see online that claim to be your comrades, um, maybe even have a hammer and sickle in their name, don't be shocked if, if some of the lines they're spewing are pro-capitalism, pro-imperialism. That is a norm at this stage in the game to see people kind of shilling. 
Um, one thing I'll, you know, I don't know if my audience is doing this, but I'll, I'll call everyone to the call everyone to task on this one. Uh, posting a counter argument uh, towards something on Instagram again to that account that was trying to say that the war was some big salvation for communist movements. I had a lot of people calling me a, a fed, <laughs> which is like such a, a non insult. I mean, sure. Okay. Like if we put ourselves into that mindset of like, yeah, every uh, feds aren't great, but it's not even an insult. So like if you're running around telling other communists off by calling them feds or, or just by running around and I don't know, typing nasty detracting remarks you're not doing the work i'll be the first person to show up and say you're not doing the work that is not the work that is not building cadres that's not working on a vanguard party that's not learning homesteading skills that's not learning survival skills that's not helping other people learn skills that's not organizing groups you know what i mean it's very toxic detractive not even like come on just writing you're a fed or something under people's comments. Like I said, it doesn't add to the, the conversation, but it doesn't even insult. It's, it's just a, such a non thing. So if you have communist friends doing that, this is where we really should be utilizing community is if you've got leftist friends that you see are, Oh, I guess, I guess these are the people you'd call the synthetic left, the people that are faking it. Right. They're running around. They're banging their pots and pans being like, look at look at all this. You are not doing it right. You're not you're not communist enough. You're not reading enough. You're not this, that and the other. They're drawing all these like arbitrary lines in the sand. But it's always this very offensive. It's it's not about teaching. It's not about building a friendship. It's about burning bridges. Sorry to call the pedal. <laughs> this is me calling the kettle black, maybe in a way, but uh that that does seem almost like fed shilling sort of stuff like that that does seem like you're shilling for the fbi if you're just running around and starting strife in in leftist circles uh are you doing the work are you doing the feds work for them right if you're you running around calling your other comrades a fed and and furthering them from your party line you know are you pushing people away from communism if so are you getting a paycheck from the cia because if you're not well you're being there's more stolen labor on your part anyway jokes aside that is a it is a serious thing and there's a lot of that toxic infighting and it certainly isn't going to get us anywhere good that's why i'd like to re-encourage people if you want to have conversations about this if you feel like you have a lot to offer in terms of theory or you're just straight up interested in, in getting involved in communist circles two things go over to the twitch twitch.tv forward slash kyle paranormal and then also check out our pioneer program uh that is all about educating. It is all about sharing knowledge. It's not about gatekeeping and restricting it. If you'd like to become a full-on Pioneer member, it is $5 a month over on coffee. That is literally the price of a coffee a month. So if you could afford that, it would help us amazingly pay bills, pay for hosting, pay for podcast editing software and Twitch streaming things. It really, really means the world to us. So if you can do that, ko-fi.com forward slash Kyle Paranormal. That's all in the description below. But uh, even if you can't, if you can donate or volunteer time, we give people access to our Discord server in that way too. So if you're someone that does not have the money, but you got the time, the energy, the know-how, any of the above, reach out. Kyle at revelatornetwork.com is the email. Again, Kyle Paranormal over on Instagram and Twitter. Those are the places to go to find me. This episode's going to be kind of short. I'm going to keep this one a little more upbeat today because the last couple have been very ooh, dark and I feel like I already spent the first 10 minutes harping on similar topics. I'm going to 
oh, I, I want to rave about something for a moment. I got my Lenin tarot cards for my friend over in Russia. He sent them the whole way back on March 20. No, I'm sorry. May, May 26th. I got them July 18th or something about then. It was just a couple days ago, actually. They're amazing. If you're a fan of Lenin, it's the Lenin is with us or Lenin is Nami deck. Really cool. It's only in Cyrillic. So for English speakers, it's going to be a hard time reading it and also buying it because <laughs> I really had to use a friend in Russia to purchase this, mainly because of sanctions. Sanctions made um, a lot of shop owners that used eBay, Etsy, and all the rest, you know, all the major retailers online, uh, really shut their doors to Russian salespeople. So uh, these were really hard, but they're a gorgeous deck. I got to give credit to the designers of them. I'm looking at the back. It's tarot. Dot life is the website or tarotmarket.ru. Um, these two, I don't know actually who the creator of this deck is, but attention to detail is amazing. I want to say this was for the 100th, it is for the 100th anniversary of the October Revolution, something like that. I, I'd have to look that part up again. But when I bought it, I know that there was a big anniversary date for these cards. They're gorgeous. The exterior looks like one of the Bluebound Lenin books. Uh, the cards feature so many historical aspects. They've broken it up into four different suites. So it you got Stalin in there, you got Lenin. Uh, there's something dedicated just to Engels in it. I'd have to, again, retranslate some of this. It was a little bit murky in the translation anyway. But uh, they've got so many historical figures and they've dedicated parts of it to cover comrades of the revolution. And oh, it's super awesome. I've been pulling some of those cards over on TikTok. So if you're a TikTok user... And Kyle Paranormal there as well. Check out some of those. They're great. Uh, one of the ones I rave about often is there's a Young Pioneer card in there. And to match up with Young Pioneer Day on is it May 19th, the um, I'm checking my math here. It should be May 19th. Young Pioneer Day. May 19th, yes. And that is card number 19 in the deck. I thought that was just some, such a smart attention to detail that... Uh, they're matching up the dates and things. So really, really beautiful. I've posted a bunch of pictures. Check them out on Instagram, too. Mm, what else do I want to say on top of that? Oh, I got some more Lenin pins in the mail. So these cards came from Russia, and then I got some Lenin pins from Ukraine, which is awesome. I'm a big Soviet Lenin collector. I don't know if these ones are original or if they're reproductions. They all look very new. Maybe they were just late production things in the 80s, and they've just sat around and been in wrappers for most of their time i'm not sure but they're really gorgeous those took some time to get here and then finally i've got this amazing amazing flag from the ussr hanging behind me i'm, I'm trying to figure out how i'm going to hang it for the twitch streams it's just gorgeous you're going to have to see it come by it's phenomenal it covers all of the ssrs it's got like the belarusian ssr russian federation ssr on there it's ooh, just something gorgeous to behold the other side's got lenin on it um, saying how it's like a celebratory banner is really great. I'm going to have to find an official way to frame this or uh, get it hung up, I should say. A friend in Russia also wants to send a Soviet flag topper. If you've not seen one of those before, they're very cool. They kind of look like a spear point with a sickle, hammer and sickle in there. Something from his family. And I'm like, if you want to send that to me, I will be beyond honored to have it. And I uh, now have a flag that <laughs> can use it. So it's, it's all in one. I've, I've got a nice collection happening and it's Huge thank you to the friends that I've made abroad. I mean, just super cool. This is back to harping on 
why it's nice to have international friends in general. <laughs> it could, it's good for the revolution. It's good for your personal growth. Oh, and I, I guess, I guess if I'm tying back around, if I'm kind of talking a little bit, maybe, maybe this episode's getting into social etiquette. Having friends abroad is really, really powerful because some of those comments that I saw over on Instagram were making inferences that because the Russian Communist Party, the KPRF, the Communist Party of the Russian Federation, sorry, to get it correct, KPRF, they were saying that because the KPRF had started the declaration of war, they'd petitioned for it in the Duma, that that is why this is not an imperialist war, that it is actually a communist war. And I'm very afraid that people online do not know the term appointed opposition. Say it out loud with me, appointed opposition. That's when you have control enough of your government that you can decide who is in the voting block there. The United States is a ton, almost exclusively, appointed opposition. Saying it slowly, just in case those kids on Instagram need a, a reminder. It's why we should never run around America saying like, look, the Democrats, they're actually leftists. They're not. This is all a system that works in itself. The fact that real leftists don't get into the Democratic parties that don't, don't actually get much power in this country is because we bar groups that are too far left and we go with a route of appointed opposition, right? You could argue that maybe America is not the finest example of this. I'd say we're more exclusionary than appointing, but I think you can start to see how, when you start to look at leftist parties in America, um, specifically, again, Democratic Party, you see these are people that aren't really extreme in their views. They don't, they're not, they're just centralists. They're people that have almost right-wing views. They want to support almost right-wing views. Again, it's this appointed opposition idea. It's, it's all working within itself. Every, these are not bugs of the system. These are features of the system. And so to look at Russia for a second, I know I have some Russian listeners here, so hopefully I'm doing good by you in my explanation. I know that some of them in the past and I have talked about this and we seem to be in lockstep in our ideas. Putin is not someone that's trying to advance the ideas of Leninism and in fact hung the whole war in Ukraine on Lenin's shoulders. You put us in this situation. Now we have to fix it. It's sort of very... A very condensed version of the speech. It troubles me because those people online don't know that the KPRF is generally appointed opposition, tolerated opposition, opposition that will not buck the system. They won't break the mold. They're not going to challenge the authority. They're not going to break the whatever. From other friends, younger friends in Russia, it sounds like the KPRF on occasion will do some forward-thinking ideas. Some of their things are anti-Putin, but they're so minor that you can write them off as, oh, I don't want to use the word like false flags, but they're like nudges. They're like the, uh, like virtue signaling. Maybe that's a better word for it. It's, it's, it's like, hey, look, we're, we're not them. Look at us. We're not them. But are you actually doing the work? No. Well, wait, who's that sound like? That sounds like the Democrats. Vote for us. We're not the Republicans. But are you doing the work? no, no, we're supporting the Republicans. Well, wait, then are you Democrats just appointed opposition? 
am I linking this together okay enough? I hope so. I hope I'm kind of making a point here that we should never, ever, in, why would we ever, as communists, look to a communist party and be like, oh, great, I'm just going to obey. What? What? We're a bunch of thinkers that are to challenge other people, right? We're not blind followers. We're not just to say, oh, they've got a hammer and sickle in their name. They must be a real communist. Again, not about being exclusionary for the sake of being exclusionary, but exclusionary and keeping firm values. This is Lenin right here. What I'm regurgitating is Lenin. I mean, go read what is to be done. This is literally the opening of what is to be done. That just because someone flies the flag, just because someone, you know, acts like they're a communist does not mean they're really trying to advance our values. And if they're not trying to advance our values, they're probably not communists, right? I mean, again, this is very simple logic, but maybe not everyone critically thinks. And that is a really important part of being in a vanguard, being part of a cadre, being a professional revolutionary, as Lenin would say. You need to have critical thinking skills. And if you don't, it's not that you should feel embarrassed. It's that you should get involved in groups that are willing to teach and educate. Groups that aren't going to make you feel like an idiot. Groups that aren't seeking a wholly unrealistic ideas. Groups that aren't trying to make you feel like you're going to get shot. <laughs> a quote communist yesterday told me uh, in regards to these Lenin tarot cards, he says, well, it'd be good. I'm, I'm happy to know that Stalin would have killed you. Uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> why are you happy to hear that? Or why are you happy to think that? Why would you want any of your comrades to be killed? Right. If you want your comrades to be killed, you are not a communist. You are not a communist. Now, I, listen, we all have bad days. We all have interactions. Believe me, when I when I exited Instagram after talking to these people, I was like, oh, my God, these people are idiots. What am I going to, you know, who, is it I, this lies the problem. When I walked away, I went, oh, my God, should I even be associating with these communists? Like what what are these people doing i you know did one of those real life face palms being like this is the left oh my god they're literally trying to shoot me oh my god they might as well be the nazis they might as well literally be flying swastika flags right they want to kill the gays and the <laughs> and the people using tarot cards just like the nazis did and that's the thing if you want to have sex with nazis so bad go do it right but but tattoo it on your forehead so we know don't fly a hammer and sickle flag and then you know be licking the boots of Einsatzgruppen, German soldiers sent to the Eastern Front to purge villages and stuff. Uh, don't, don't be worshiping the enemy. Don't be acting like the enemy. That's the thing. If, if you can't discern yourself from the enemy, if you, if you say your values out loud and they sound so vulgar that you sound just like the enemy, believe me, no one else can tell you apart either. And when the whatever starts flying, we're certainly, I mean, I'm not going to advocate on your behalf. And you got a communist flag in your thing, but you're saying death to gay people. I'm certainly not going to advocate on your behalf. I'm going to say, oh, I don't know. They sound like a Nazi to me. Put them to the blade, you know? So what do we do with all of this, right? This is a little bit of sharing my antagonisms I've dealt with. Well, it's to remind our comrades out there that if you're seeing friends act like this, talk to 
them, DM them, ask what's up. I did this recently myself. I had a friend putting other people on blast. I'm like, what are you doing? Sharing um, Discord usernames and things in an Instagram story, like calling his other friends out. I'm like, you're doxing your friends. Do you realize how not only like childish this looks, it made me really actually question the guy's age. I, I was like, is this... Is this maybe like a 13-year-old? Like that, you know, when I say friend, I should say like a very loose Instagram friend, right? We've had back and forth exchanges and that were positive. But I didn't know the person's age and I really started to wonder. I was like, oh my God, is this a kid? Are they 13, 17, 15? Well, I messaged their other friends to say, hey, you know this is going on, right? Like, you know that they're publishing your information there. They didn't because they weren't on Instagram. So, oop, big concern there. They said, no, this guy is, this guy is 20. 25. I'm like, well, he's acting 15. We probably need to talk to this kid. <laughs> uh, we need to bring him in. We need to reel him in. And that's the thing. Communism, as much as I said, it's not about gatekeeping. It is about checking our own values. It is about conducting self-analysis. It is about reviewing our policies to see if they still do the most good. If they're hurting huge swaths of people or if they're exclusionary to people because of age, gender, sex, sexual orientation, um, skin color, creed, you know, any of these things, if we're being exclusionary based on that, that's bad. If you're excluding someone that's claiming to be a communist because their values are not communist, that isn't bad. You're just like actually sussing, you're, you're, you're separating the wheat from the chaff. You're separating out who is real versus who is fake. You're separating out the people that are bringing in potentially dangerous ideology to your group. Uh, there is a term online, I don't think it's exactly new, but it's one that I've only seen recently, which is PATSOC or Patriotic Socialist. I see it in relation to almost MAGA types, almost Trump types. Guys that look like that they fell out of the Trump mobile and somehow caught a red flag on the way down and they've become uh, patriotic socialists. They're advancing very nationalistic goals of like ethnocentricity and other, sorry to use a bunch of jargon, but they're, they're basically just being racist. They're being racist. They're being regressive. They're being all the things we don't want. And I look at these guys and go, okay, we certainly want to keep them out of the party. But beyond just keeping people out of the party, we do want to try to educate. Uh, this, this podcast is mostly centered on America because that's where I live. And it, it's a problem when we look at who, who's around us. What do they want? What do they value? And how do we get them to be socialist? How do we get them to be communist? Guys with these values... They're very worrying to me. Guys like this have the potential to steal away real communists, real socialists, and instead convert them into this almost liberal, yet almost alt-right amalgamation. We should look at this when we talk about like the actual Nazi party and uh, remind ourselves that they use the word Socialist in the name, right? National Socialist German Workers' Party. We need to remember that just because someone calls themselves a socialist doesn't mean that they are. There are a couple other things that I think we could talk about in the future when it comes to 
what sort of theory we should be exclusionary towards. I'm not the 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 expert on that. I, I always joke on on Twitch. I like to use the word king because it's so um, like antithetical. It's so oppositional to the word communism. That's why I like to use it. When a troll comes by, uh, they'll sometimes try and act like I am the quote king of communism. They'll grill me, a random Twitch streamer, on theory or or better yet, they'll ask me for the the answers to all of these problems. Well, Kyle, how how are we ever going to make a system? People aren't going to work for script. They're not going to do this, that, and the other. People aren't going to be happy under an, a communist system. And what they're basically doing is taking 100-year-old communist systems and throwing them at me and being like, well, look, this won't work. It's not good enough. Streamer, explain. How's this going to work? Do it for me. Tell me all the answers. It's this very unrealistic approach where, again, you've got a random dude online who's walking into a Twitch stream and demanding that the streamer comes up with a full constitution for Soviet America or something like that. Like, really, bro? Really? It's it's a non-productive kind of conversation uh, to get caught up in. So as communists, it's interesting. I, I like to entertain some of these counterpoints when people come into chat. We've got kind of a new rule that will let someone say one if it's super vulgar, they're getting banned right away. But if they're going to say something that's just controversial to communism, we'll take that. Well, I'll run with that. I can I can give you my thoughts on it. I'm not the king of communism, quote unquote. I'm not going to have all of the answers. I'm not going to I'm not the one that everyone in the world looks to to dictate law. Right. I'm not the pope of communism, if you want to call it that. Uh, I'm just a random Twitch streamer. And bringing this, these, like, all these different threads together, it is to say, we've got to be really careful where we're exuding and spending our time and energy, what people were giving our, our space towards, and recreating boundaries. These episodes are always just a ramble off of my random brain. And, and I think this, is, this episode is really today about keeping yourself safe online, keeping some amount of social etiquette specifically with your comrades. I'm not here to tell you, go be nice to alt-right people. Oh, hell no. Go be mean to alt-right people. But what you shouldn't be doing is saying, oh, look, that person's a communist. I think we have 75% in common. But because we don't have 25%, I'm going to metaphorically shit in their mouth. That's not being a good comrade, right? If you're letting... 25% of your own isms get in the way, well, that's your problem and you need to sort it out. In all these cases that I ran into with, with Instagram recently, it's funny, all the people that attacked or like came after me were not even people that were like had any of this directed at them. They were all commenters. None of them were the original poster. The original poster probably didn't give a rat's ass. They're probably like, whatever, that's a fine and normal response to, you know, oppositionally. I, I'm, I'm someone that when I write responses online, I don't go uh, to any kind of name calling. You know, that just doesn't work. Anytime you start calling people names, it's the moment people are going to tune you out. Or, God forbid, you start, you know, ranting about how you want them to be dead or <laughs> you want to kill them or something like that. Uh, you know, I, I, I just report those ones too, right? You know, I'm just going to assume you're a Nazi and report you. If you don't want to be assumed to be a Nazi, stop acting like one, right? But it's a good reminder for us to use tools that these platforms provide. 
I was watching another uh, communist creator being attacked on Instagram, and that inspired me to go into the safety and security tools when I was getting my own kind of harassment the other day. And I found that there's some great tools in there. Uh, for example, on, on Instagram, you can say if they don't follow you, they can't comment back to you. Huh. Amazing. That's wonderful. As creators online, as individuals online, remember, you do not owe anyone your time. You do not owe anyone your space. You do not owe anyone your happiness or your peace of mind. Uh, we as communists already have enough real problems that we're looking at, right? A, a lot of us are getting our blood pressure raised whenever we see videos of police brutality, whenever we see uh, really discriminatory practices. I mean, we, the list goes on. But our blood pressure, our anger comes from those where we shouldn't be getting our extra stress is from people that should be fellow comrades. So again, if people aren't following your account, they shouldn't even have the ability to talk to you. If they can't follow for free, why should they be able to talk for free? <laughs> Sorry to borrow, you know, capitalist terminology here, but I mean, we are in a capitalist society. As a Twitch streamer, uh, I just recently put my chat into follower-only mode. Why I didn't do this forever ago, I mean, there's some good reasons. It wasn't part of Twitch culture. A lot of these tools are new for Instagram and for Twitter. But I've, I've, I've locked down Twitch and Instagram and Twitter all that if I'm not following that person and they're not following me, we can't really have much of an exchange. And that is so relevant. It's so important for communist movements. I mean... I think some people might hear this and go, Kyle, oh, you're attacking the ideas of freedom of speech. Now, freedom of speech is not even a huge communist tenet anyway. But representation to me is extremely important. And to be fair, I don't really want pol people policing my words. But I've gotten feedback from, again, right-wing leaners on, on Twitch. I, I read a really good... Um, they can submit ban appeals. So if someone on Twitch gets banned, they can submit an appeal. I almost never go in there. I think it's been a year since I looked. But because I've been streaming some communist stuff, I was just curious. And the ban appeal commentary was wild. Most all of them started off with an insult. There were only like three or four good ones that I read. Most all of them started with an insult. Most of them being like anti-LGBT. Your voice is too high. You don't have enough testosterone sort of stuff like that. Those sort of old, tired lines. But... One of them was really interesting to me because it said, well, you're a streamer and you're on Twitch and you're telling people uh, your opinions. And then when people ask you for evidence, you tell them to, that they need to read or look it up or you won't deviate from your topic to just explain it all to me. And uh, it, it's extremely, I don't know if you know, use the word hypocritical or not, probably not. But it, maybe he said like, you're hypocritical. You won't let people talk in the chat and give counter opinions and blah, blah, blah. I mean, first of all, like I said, we do honor like one counter opinion. We don't let someone uh, come in and go, communism sucks, you're awful, and solve this, and Stalin's a murderer, and Mao's this, and Lenin is that. I've had that before. The fire hose method, they don't let you answer one rebuttal. You can't give one rebuttal before there's like another 30 issues there. So again, we, we let people talk, but we keep it civil. This just goes back to any sort of courtroom, any sort of idea of civil decorum, right? These are these ideas that the alt-right are trying to do away with anyway. 
It's all about me. It's not about you. Shut up. You don't get a time to talk. I need time to talk. I'm a white man. I don't have enough uh, whatever. Give me more. I can't. I'm not. It's not enough. There's so much of that. This is me as a white guy saying this, right? There's so much of that out there. A big popular one comes to my mind over a, a New York City, I, I can't remember, volunteer firefighter or just firefighter from New York City that went out there and, and uh, right after the, I think it was right after the Roe v. Wade stuff, he got a microphone and started yelling at women in the crowd that, you're going to have my baby or else uh, you can't stop me, effectively threatening to rape them. These things make me feel very much the same. Like, I, I'm, I'm not seeing a line in the sand between the people that are coming in and going, you need to tell me this, you need, you owe me, you just... Blah, 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 blah. The people that come and do that on Twitch grow up to be that firefighter who are out there yelling at women in a crowd, being like, I'm going to assault you. There's no difference. They, it, it, just, you can see how that sort of ideology grows. It's why we need to confront it more and just simply talk about it more. This episode's a ramble, right? For those of you that are listening, you're amazing. I don't know. I, I want to talk here in just a second about what direction I want this podcast to go because it's been changing. It's been very reactionary lately. I can't say that we're going to get back to just reading books here, but I do want to use this as a place to talk about concepts that are important to the communist movement. What will we accomplish here today? Well, if I make any one of you feel more empowered to be vocal online, if I make you, uh, or, or if I give you the urgency to secure your accounts, also turn on your two-factor authentication. Come on, let's do it. Everyone, if you're not doing it, you need to. Turn on your securities, turn on your privacy settings. Don't let people wear you down. Because going the whole way back now, full circle, I kind of already teased this already, but the hard part of dealing with those, quote, communists that were threatening me was that it made me not, feel good about being a communist. Most of my day, I am all into the subject matter, whether it's reading theory or learning history or sharing posts, you know, just agitation, talking about it with friends. Like to me, communism is somewhat 50% of my day. I know some people out there want to say it should be everything. It's 100%. You know, my Twitch chat had a good comeback to that. And that was to say, it's pretty damn ableist to say that if you're not out there hitting the pavement that you're not doing the work. There's a lot of different types of work that needs done. The communism we're trying to establish today is not the same communism 100 years ago. It doesn't work exactly the same. The theory, we can say that's similar. But the practicality, the logistics, if you're trying to form a revolution and not accommodating for modern military hardware, modern technology, modern communication. I mean, again, we are not in Lenin's shoes, right? We, we can't just go and take down the, the telegraph wires. There's a lot more forms of communication than that. That's not to belittle Lenin and the revolution there. It's just to say, we cannot look exclusively at the past and measure it up to the present. That's something that anti-USSR historians do all the time, for the record. Why weren't the living conditions in 1930 as good as they are in 2022? Um, did you consider the fact that that's a hundred and some year time period? I didn't because I don't want to and I don't want facts. I just want to bend things to fit the will of my argument. And it doesn't matter if they're commonplace things. I just want to be right. 
It's what we see a lot of. I hope I hope my voice of the, uh, <laughs> that's the voice of the alt-right here on the channel. Mm, just a lot of the the dorks that I see that, that pick up that sort of role. Be good to your comrades is the most important message here today. Be good to your comrades, be good to yourself. If you're looking for a Discord server, We've got one for you. Again, that's over at coffee. Well, ko-fi.com forward slash Kyle Paranormal. If you'd like to check out the website, it is revelatornetwork.com. That is R-E-V-E-L-A-T-O-R network.com. Revelator. Revelator is actually a, a sort of sort of biblical term. I don't know if it's in the Bible, but we got it from our paranormal stuff. It means to reveal truth. And that was the podcast name for our paranormal show. So it feels pretty apt to keep using it as we go forward with any of our political and activism stuff. So if you want to check out the Pioneer program, that's revelatornetwork.com forward slash pioneers. Again, that gets you access to our Discord server. That's where all kinds of discussions happen. And, and we welcome you to it. We want to have more. It's a good place to learn. A lot of our people in the server as well are uh, very new to socialism. That's the other reason it's so big not to run around calling people fake communists. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you do that? Do you see that? Do you have your friends that do that? What does calling someone a fake communist do? Does it make them stop doing what they're doing? Probably not. No, you, you, you challenge their authority. So if anything, they're probably going to do whatever they do more independently, right? You told them, well, you're not one of us, so they're probably going to keep doing their own thing. Does it make them want to seek out more communism because you call them a fake communist? No. No, actually, you know, when we call people a fake communist, you know who they're probably going to go and be friends with? Oh, gosh, this episode is turning full circle, and I didn't even mean it. They're probably going to turn friends with those Pat Sock people. Why? Well, you don't like the Pat Socks, and you just called this person a fake communist and the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And now we got a whole German nationalist socialist party forming up all over again. Right. We got these fake, fake communists and they might be some of them very well might be. Maybe they were a real communist, though, and they were just six months into it. That's the thing. We need to remember what our age is in the spectrum. I myself came to communism in about 2009. I think it's somewhere around like 13 years off the top of my head about uh, roughly about being a communist. And to me, I don't even know if that's like a badge of honor. It's a badge of seriousness. It's a badge of like dedication to it. It's not to say I've been active the entire time. All of you know this. I could have done more, certainly. But there you go. There's, there's back to that other bringing this all around again and again and again, is to say, do you want to alienate more allies? No, no. We desperately need more allies. And you will win way more friends with honey than vinegar. You, what is the saying? Get him, get him more flies with honey than vinegar. You're going to get more people leaning into your theory, into your values, if you take the time to have good conversations and to educate. That doesn't mean barraging people that are disinterested either, right? That's like one of those people on Instagram came at me, the one that was not a communist and got into my DMs and, oh, I don't even remember what the point of it was. I just kind of stopped responding. I didn't, I responded to the guy like once or twice and then let it go. And he was really upset. He was like, why aren't you responding? Why aren't you responding? And I'm thinking, 
why why would I? You're not a communist. I, I know this now. I'm not I'm not trying to win you over. You're anti-communist by what you've said. You've said some threatening things, some, you know, harsh things. Why would I give my time? Why would I bend over and do that? It's not doing the work to sit there and spin your your wheels trying to convince someone that wants your downfall. In fact, when we talk about tactics, and this is the stuff we discuss over on Twitch, when we talk about tactics of debate, do be very careful that you're debating with a good interlocutor, a good uh, opponent. That's not really the word I want to say exactly, but interlocutor is to mean the person you're conversing with. If your interlocutor has bad faith, meaning they're going into the conversation with the intention to undermine your conversation. And that is bad faith right there. If they're trying to undermine you, if they're not going to take your point seriously, if they're not open to being convinced, that's getting into a conversation in bad faith. And we need to be careful about that. We're, again, not spending our time like that. I will say that online, I spend almost all of my communication, at least 80 to 90% of it is pretty much only sending compliments or positive building upon topics with people. I... As we started, said earlier, if, if I see someone trying to dispute something like a war and, and talk about that in a different way, hey, I'm fine to jump in and try and course correct people. I, I know it's not going to make the biggest change. And and clearly, you know, I had a lot more people that were upsetty spaghetti with me, but I actually got a lot more likes on the comment than I did even arguments. Maybe three or four people were arguing with me, but the last time I had looked, there were like 50 likes. So those three people can be really upsetty spaghetti that night. They can cry themselves to sleep really hard. But at the end of the day, I don't remember their names. And now they can't even comment back to me. And a couple of them got blocked. What did they accomplish? If any of them were communists, what did they accomplish? Fracturing the parties, right? Causing conflict. And then generally dissuading people. Also, something that's much larger for us as we talk in this kind of global movement sort of thing, they open communism to a lot of criticisms just by their sheer assaulting one another. Because if we've got someone that's coming along and maybe they're currently a liberal, maybe they have been a liberal in the past and they're opening their eyes, right? They're starting to see, oh my gosh, America really is shitty. We really do all this colonial stuff. If they see a bunch of communists fighting one another, do you think they're going to come and hang out with us? Probably not. That's a good, it's a good comment to myself too. Kyle, before you clap back at people, even if they deserve it, even if they're saying really dangerous or stupid stuff, be cautious that your own clapping back, your own commenting back, your own spicy responses, make sure that they aren't something that would offend people at large. I think as communists, we have a very, very unsettled, we don't we have very bad footing, very loose footing to figure out where we sit as individuals. We're intellectuals, but we're not allowed to be too intellectual. We need to know theory, but we really actually need to be able to not lord that theory over people like the church. We need to be able to instead take it out there and, and give it to the people to teach with it. We don't want to restrict it behind paywalls. We want to open it as best we can and be as accommodating as we can. Um, I guess I should, the, the word paywall is a little bit confusing there. I'm sorry. I, I meant that more in like a metaphorical sense. Hey, if you got it, you're a content creator, you got to make your money. What I mean to say is we shouldn't be 
locking it on Mount Olympus. We shouldn't be going to the whatever of the gods and being like, look, I've got my theory and you peasants down there, you're all stupid and you don't deserve anything. And ha ha that's not being a good communist at all. So if any of this sounds like you, if any of this sounds like your friend, if I've described your family, whoever it is, it's a good reminder to have a conversation offline, preferably. If you can do it, the best place to have these conversations is going to be face-to-face. If you can't do that, phone call. If you can't do that, private messages. Where should you never be commenting about your friends and attacking their ideology? In any sort of public comment section. I promise you, the moment you attack your friends, your family, your brother, your lover, whoever you got in your life, the moment you're after them in a public forum, you are not their friend, you've instantly become their detractor, their enemy, their adversary. Doesn't matter if you've been best friends for three years or 20 years. The moment you start clapping back at them publicly is the moment they're going to discount you and start to, again, look at you like an adversary. You're not someone to have a good 50-50 conversation with. They're going to see you as someone that, ooh, maybe I should restrict their access. Maybe they shouldn't be allowed to see my Instagram stories. Maybe they shouldn't have the ability to DM me. And if you lose all of those things, well, as just a communicator, as someone that's supposed to be out there sharing knowledge, you will fail the most epic way right? You have lost the access to them. You have lost their confidence, lost their trust. So this is all just big reminders, big social reminders of how we interact with one another. Uh, to further elaborate on what I was saying about our unsure footing a second ago, it's that it, it's the issue where we've got to be intellectual and know our theory, but we can't lord it over people and laugh at them for not knowing it. To do that is really bad communism. Uh, but it goes beyond that, because as communists, we're, we're people that want to get out there and active in the field, right? We want to be forming parties, doing cadre uh, ship. We want to be actually teaching people skills. You better make sure that you're teaching openly, though. Don't be excluding people. I mean, one of our things we're going to be looking at here very soon for the Pioneer Program, we're doing firearm maintenance because we're very, very serious about this. We know that not everyone in our group is going to have used a gun before. So guess what we're not going to be doing? We're not going to be laughing at people, right? We're not going to be saying, oh, you've never handled a gun before, you dumb. Ha 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 ha, you city slicker. What are you doing? No. <laughs> I've lived in the city. I've lived in the country. I grew up with guns. I've lived in the city and had none. I've lived in the city and seen a lot. <laughs> um, why would we be making fun of people? Why would we be trying to distance our allies? The left, at large, communist, democrat, liberal, whatever, I mean, I'm speaking in the broadest sense for the second, whether or not you're just an LGBT person without a, a, a political affiliation, whether you're uh, from a minority group of any kind without an affiliation to a party, if you're someone we would traditionally put in the camps of progressive or leftist, if you're spending all your time harassing other leftists, other minority groups, I assure you again, you're doing the work of the CIA. You are doing the work of the feds. If you're running around calling people a fed, you're doing the work of the feds. It is important that we rise above a lot of that rhetoric. And we need to rise above our own urges to just belittle or demean or make someone feel like they don't have a place. We need to be working on unity. And specifically, Here's the part where the intellectualism comes back into this. As people that are hopefully reading theory, hopefully learning and absorbing, 
we need to recognize that not everyone can read as quickly as us. Not everyone's going to have the, the historical context for these books. Lenin's What is to be Done is a dense book. Very, very riveting at times, but also very dense at others. I tried to show or play a little bit of it on uh, Twitch the other day for friends, and they said a lot of these words confuse me. So we took it a little bit slower and we talked through more words. Again, what we're not doing is saying, oh, you don't know what bourgeoisie is? Well, how stupid can you be? Can you be a communist without knowing that word? <laughs> hey, why don't you sign up to be a pat sock with me? <laughs> no, we're not doing that, right? We're not trying to funnel people into the enemy. And again, that's why I say, if you're seeing this in your own party, if you're part of a national one, you're part of a smaller one, if you see this amongst your members, you need to have a conversation. Not having that conversation is enabling it. That's why I, I think I already called out the People's Communist Party of America, PCUSA. I think I already called them out formally in here. Maybe I didn't, but this is kind of a good time to put this in at the end and say, you know, one of their recruiters that I was talking to had really dangerous fascist values. I was supposed to be on a call with two recruiters. Only this one guy showed up. He had some other leanings that I didn't agree with. He's a member, like a board member of a church organization in the area that is not known for their forward thinking values. And then he started saying that Ukrainians are like dogs and should be shot. And I was like, um, are you sure you're not a fascist, sir? And I asked that question and he did not answer. He dodged it twice. And that's about when our phone call started to wrap up. I was like, if you can't deny that you're a fascist, you probably are one. So wrapping this episode up completely, we're about at an hour. I can't believe I've rambled for an hour. If you made it through, two gold stars for you. Two pioneer salutes to you. <laughs> Come by over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. I will be online Monday night, 6 p.m. Eastern time. We will be doing Marxist Monday. I don't know if we're going to actually read books on Twitch together. I'd like to, but a lot of people didn't seem to enjoy that public conversation uh, the first time. So I'm interested. Let's give it another go. I'm not going to give up yet. Uh, let me reword that better. They didn't. People didn't seem thrilled to listen to the book together. I think that's what we need to do, regardless if people are happy or excited at all, all times. Like, can we make it better? Yes. But should we be doing it? I think also yes, regardless if it's not the most exciting Hollywood movie. I'm, I'm sorry, it is It is Lenin. It's, it's, it's a text read aloud. It's, it's, again, not a blockbuster film. It needs to be read. And if not together, will people be doing it independently? Maybe some, sure. But I think we should keep trying. So if you're someone that wants to get into the vibe of Kyle's Communist Book Club, come by on Twitch. Monday nights, Marxist Monday. Easiest way to remember it. I've made every night of the week into, well, almost every night of the week. I'm going to say it in a second and you're going to laugh. Not all of them are like this, but almost every night of the week, we've got a little uh, wordplay for it. So Marxist Monday, Tarot Tuesday, we do Witchy Wednesday on the Discord server. That's kind of a, a magical and spiritual activism night. We have um thursday <laughs> we have uh actually thursdays are pioneer nights there, there's not a there's not a fun name for it well pioneer nights are a fun name actually pioneer nights are the ones that are probably going to interest people in this chat um the most along with marxist monday because pioneer nights we get together in the discord or i'm sorry we get together on the twitch stream 
and we go over social uh, survival skills. Sorry, my brain is just out the window all of a sudden. We're wrapping it up. We go over survival skills. This week, we're going to be doing recycling food waste to preserve your garden. Um, so using food scraps to re-nourish the soil. We're going to be talking all about that. We've done a sewing tutorial to teach people sewing machines. We've done fall garden planting tips. We've got firearm maintenance coming up. We've got a triage night. I know we're going to be doing starting your own fire, um, you know, from, from survival materials in September. We're really trying to teach the skills. I don't know. It, I, I think some people are trying to say I'm not doing the work, you know, when they, they just see me on Instagram as, as some guy that's raising a question. And when I comment back, like, are you guys doing the work? And they comment back with another insult. I have to assume they're not. So let's do the work together because we know that for every one of us, there's another 50 people that are doing nothing or worse, they're detracting. So together, let's do the work. If you're not following on Twitch, there is no better time than right now. I mean, I'm giving you seconds to go and do this. If you're on your phone, you can even flip, flip to the Twitch app while I'm still playing in the background, twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. Kyle Paranormal in the search bar, boom, brings it up. I've got a nice big uh, LGBT Soviet flag in the background. Can't miss me. There's a ton of awesome Soviet posters in there too uh, that are the emotes. I went through and did that for that in Telegram. If you become a subscriber on Twitch, you can even use those in your iMessages on the iPhone. Maybe on Android too, I don't know. But you can send those as stickers through your messaging apps. Telegram, iMessages, and that's just for $5 a month over on Twitch. So if you want to support the show amazingly afterwards, if you want to support the ideas that are coming out of the show, two things. Coffee, ko-fi.com forward slash Kyle Paranormal. That's the best place. If you want to become even the whole way up to a $55 a month member, you get physical goodies in the mail every quarter of the year. So three, four times a year, you're getting something and uh, you're getting access to some video archives. We're going to end up reworking re, re some of those tiers. They were based a lot around a lot of our magical work, a lot of our paranormal work, but we've really stepped up the game. We are not feeling like that is fulfilling us. We're not feeling like the magical only side is producing the results for a future we want. We feel like those are kind of um, Hollywood enjoyments of the past, things we got to spend our time on, things we got to watch TV shows about, things we used to have fun just ghost hunting. But now, well, the realism of it is we probably won't be able to do much uh, public witchcraft or paranormal discussions, not whenever we live in a Christian theocracy. So we stand up and we fight today. If you've been listening to all of this, again, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I will sign off now. I will wish you the best wishes, comrades. Stay super safe out there. Be welcoming to your friends. Be good with your conversations. Have the hard conversations. Continue to do it. Be safe as we're facing another global pandemic briefly. I guess I should say this at the end as a PSA. They are talking about monkeypox spreading very rapidly. So a couple quick pointers. Do not go out and try on clothing at stores or shopping malls or anything like that. And then if you're doing anything with changing bedding or you bought clothing and then you brought it home, um, the idea is not to shake it, not to stir it up too much, but instead just to calmly, gently put it into the, uh, the washing machine on the highest temperature heat that it will allow for, uh, and then use your detergents as you typically would. A friend mentioned that OxyClean apparently is being touted as something that does well with monkeypox. Do remember, just like at the beginning of COVID, everyone's going to say that every uh, everything's a miracle cure and 
very few things will likely be a miracle cure. So just check out, be safe, be conscientious. Um, Acknowledgement of pandemics, acknowledgement of ways that we can do better. This is really where we as communists should be. So as a reminder for communists, mask up, do your work, do your part, get into cadres, get into vanguards, get into the pioneer program we have, come hang out on Marxist Monday, come hang out with me on Instagram and Twitter, be the positive change we all need to see. And until next week or the following, I think this might be a twice a month show from now on, we'll see. Until that next episode, you be super duper safe out there, comrades. Bye-bye.